you can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Eric Schmidt. I just was curious on um, just the state of kind of things. I mean, you lose Jeremiah, but then obviously you, you get a guy like Zach Durfee coming in and some other things, just kind of general state of, of coming into spring, what the expectations were. Yeah, I mean, I think we feel like we got guys that uh, there should be no letdown. Obviously, Jeremiah had a, had a big year last year. I think the biggest thing with him was just um, consistent play, physical play against the run, and he gave us a lot of pass rush too last year as well. We feel like we got enough pass rush now it's just a matter of making sure that you know we can control some things uh run game wise on the edge and i think that's still a work in progress obviously he was a 275 pound guy out there he's a little unique that way we don't necessarily have that body type out there but between uh between a number of guys that we're looking at i know you mentioned durfee and and uh sakai and smalls and zion and braylon are just playing right and left right now so we're working to get both of those guys on the field as much as we can so we got some pieces it's just a matter now of getting those guys enough reps and then they can kind of sort out between themselves who we think the best guy is at what do you i mean with the success that jeremiah had do you do you look at that and go okay that's a body type we need in there is there a guy in the room that we can have be kind of the next jeremiah is there do you approach it that way or do you really look at every year as a completely different entity yeah i mean i think there's certain um body types that you look for and uh there's a little difference between the field guy and the edge guy um but I do think like, hey, we got the guys, we have enough guys that are long enough, that um, you know are twitchy enough, um, guys that can go out there and, and do some of the things that he did. It might not be you know, the, same, um, the, the same kind of lead that he had and power that he had in his strike and stuff like that. It might be a little bit more of, a, of an outside linebacker type guy like playing there, you know what I mean, at times body type wise. I think that was the unique part last year, just overall in our stuff is that you know, we had two guys that were, you know, over 265 pounds with him and Braylon that were doing all the things that we asked them to do, whether it was dropping or rushing and covering and all that kind of stuff. And now we're probably, I mean, Braylon's still there, and Braylon can go there and play tomorrow and do a lot of things that we need him to do. Um, I think Zion, that's the one thing with him right now is the, um, uh, the pass rush stuff's really good. It's just getting a little bit used to, again, just playing in a five technique and playing the run stuff is, is what we're really trying to focus in on with him. And that's really like Sakai and, and Smalls and those guys, that's their strength. Like those guys, those guys are the guys we need to be able to do some of the, some of the run stuff that Jeremiah did. Like those are the guys that we need to be able to make sure they can do that. And I know a few years back, ZTF, I mean, he was playing at 280. Yep. So I, I, obviously it's come to pass now that given what you guys want out of him, that's too big. But is, is there, are you still trying to find a happy medium with what, where you want him to be weight-wise and, and where he should play? Yeah, I mean, he's bigger right now than he was last fall. So, um, and he's he, genetically, like, he's gifted. He can carry more weight off of that. So we're not necessarily, like, saying, hey, you have to be, you know, a certain, a certain weight. As long as he can be athletic and move and do the things we're asking him to do, he can probably carry a little bit more. And I think he's kind of feeling that stuff out, too, for himself, too, as well. Like, hey, what... 
what fits for me where I feel like, hey, I'm the most athletic, that I'm, uh, you know, I have the most stamina, and I just feel like I can do all the things that are asked of me. So he, he's probably playing maybe eight to, uh, eight to ten pounds heavier maybe right now okay. than where he was last year. I think last year he was probably in that mid to high 240s. Now he's in the mid to high 250s. So we'll keep looking at that and just kind of seeing where he's at. But I do think that he can, you know, he can play probably at 265 and, and, and still be really, really effective. Do you, do you get the sense that that's just a natural fluctuation with him or – are you guys actually looking for specific goals in mind with him? Yeah, I mean, we have a goal weight for him, but he's really, you know, like I said before, like he's pretty gifted. Like it, some guys put on five or ten pounds and you can notice it immediately. Like they look sluggish. They don't. They just don't look like they're moving as well. And he's a guy that, you know, you put on five or ten pounds on him and he doesn't change as far as his speed. Now, obviously, there's a ceiling to that. But, uh, but I do think, like I said before, like he can be that guy that can, Probably get close to the body type that uh, that Jeremiah was, as far as um, you know, height and weight and strength and all that stuff. And we'll see. And and uh, you know, I, I just think right now with him and Braylon, they both have a skill set where they can do basically everything we want them to do. So we're just trying to get those guys to learn. You know, what I mean, both sides off it. That way, if we do get into any um, any injuries or anything like that, like we have guys that can that can play both sides, and it's not like we can't get our best guys on the field. Yeah. With, with guys that you brought in, like obviously Anthony James is here, is that, Lane's coming in, in in the summer. Did you have certain body types and certain thoughts in mind? Did you want to find another Martin body type, or did you want to find another like Holesclaw type? or What kinds of things were you looking for in the process to help you kind of round out the body types that you wanted in the group yeah i mean i think that's the one thing you don't want to you don't want a depth chart of just one body type right like you you're going to find some guys i think that are that are probably like lance that are maybe a little bit undersized but guys that have a lot of horsepower that can rush off the edge and probably fit more into our boundary position and then you want guys that you know like we said before that are physical enough to be able to play the run um can do some things athletically to drop and then obviously if you can get those guys to be able to be to be high level pass rushers you guys saw like how important that can be for us so um like like anthony james is a perfect body type for that you know what i mean as he grows here and gets stronger and and gets more reps like he could go he could for sure do the things that we're asking that position to do i, I think jacob lane will be the same way like i saw him the other he's six five and well into the 240s now you know what i mean and he's still a, still a high school kid yet so he's going to be a 265 to 70 pound guy and and i still think like i said before sakai and smalls and braylon and all those guys can go do that stuff too as well when we ask them to do so i think we have enough variety in there that we can be able to pick and choose for certain situations a this is your strongest skill set like this is where your role is on our football team and then you know i mean we have enough guys that can that can fit into those roles it was super scary about maurice i mean very first practice right out of the gate and yet, I'm seeing out him out here today. If you had not come to the first three practices, I don't think you would have even known that anything happened to him. Um, was it just a, a case of the, everyone being extra precautious from the start, or um, is he just that kind of a miracle worker when it comes to getting hurt? Yeah, I mean, I think it was, uh, you know, just some of the things that he was saying, and, and you know, in, in, in just this day and age, you want to make sure that, hey, you're going to take every precaution when you start talking about neck injuries and things like that. But, uh, you know, he went and got checked out. And, uh, you know, I mean, just turned out to be one of those things where maybe it wasn't as serious as we initially thought. And, and he, uh, he's done a good job of rehabbing here. And, and uh, he understands, like, hey, man, I want to get back and I want to get reps. You know, I'm trying to carve a role out for myself, too, as well. So he's, uh, he's done a good job there. And now it's just a matter of him just getting back into, I mean, the, the toughest thing for him was, you know, with his, with his injury is just not being able to do a lot of conditioning and stuff yeah. like that. So 
being able to get them back out here and get them back in shape and, and play in shape and be able to get them to, to play more than one or two reps at a time, you know, get into some flow into practice, and that'll help them. As you how mentioned, is, uh, how, how's Anthony James' progress as a freshman? He's coming. I mean, I think you can see, like, uh, just as far as from a body type-wise, uh, you know, fluidity, he moves really, really well. Now it's just a matter of us being able to, to you know, keep working with him to learn the playbook. It's, it's a lot for him right now. That, that, that's the one thing with that position is there's a lot of communication that needs to be uh, – that needs to be uh, communicated, and, and you got to talk at that spot and feel really, really confident in what you're doing. And I think that's something that he's never had to do before. So uh, that's the biggest part for him right now is just the scheme and keep working on that. But I thought today he probably had his best practice since he's been out here just doing some things and in our nine-on-seven session and pass rush and stuff like that. Like he's starting to he's starting to figure it out and, and, and play a little bit faster and not be uh, you know a lot of those guys are just so nervous about making mistakes early on they don't want to be that guy. It's like hey, just cut it loose and. You know what I mean? Like, we'll, we'll correct all that stuff on film. Like, we need you to play hard, number one, right now. You do that, and he's got enough ability to be able to be disruptive. And he's definitely an edge rusher, DT, I mean. Um, I think he can, you know what I mean? Like, what, let's let Mother Nature take its course with him and see what happens. You know, he can be a super athletic three technique, too, you know what I mean, down the line. But, like, we were talking earlier, like, hey, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a place for big, long, strong, athletic guys on the edge, too, as well, you know, as long as they can – as long as they can provide some pass rush uh, ability for us, we just feel like, hey, that's a that's a need that we have, uh, you know, as a younger, as a, in our in our incoming class, as, as our, our younger player, we need a guy that we think that we can teach and, and do those things. It look it looks like Eric with with Maurice missing some time early and now him having to kind of catch up. It looks like Sakai is kind of maybe not so much filling his shoes, but. It seems like he's re- really ready to take a, a next step, and it looked like he had. Um, I saw him in the one-on-ones today. It looked like he had some some really good uh, pass rush. What, what do you think are the next steps for him to really break through? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what you just said right there. Like he's got to become an elite pass rusher for us. Um, he needs to be really, really dominant in the run game. Like he's probably one of our heavier guys. Um, you know, wants to play physical type of guy. So like he's got to be dominant on a tackle and a tight end. Like that. That's the part right now when. You talk about losing some of the uh, some of the reps that Jeremiah took for us. Like a guy like him, you know, ha- it's really important that he continues to develop here and play at a high level because he has the body type and the skill set to be able to do some of those things that Jeremiah did. You talked about the crossover bodies, like Anthony James could potentially work his way in, kind of maybe in the way that you guys use Voy a little bit. Do you, do you consider Voy to be one of those guys, and and do you? have little conversations with coach Brechterfield and say hey you know I don't mind pulling that guy over to my to my room if you don't mind yeah we've done some things with crossover meetings and starting to starting to train boy um, to be able to do some things on the edge too unfortunately now he's been out here for uh, for the entire spring really up to this point so um, but for sure I think you know you're always trying to find a way to to get your best 11 on the field and use those guys in positions where they uh, you know it really it, it, it's their strengths that you're using when they get on the field and Voykin Obviously, when we play big teams and things like that, at times he doesn't play as much um, in the middle, and that's where we felt like, hey, dude, he's too valuable to just sit on the sidelines and wait for third down. Like, let's get that guy on the field, and we think he can do some things at the edge position when we play those types of, you know, those types of offenses. And the last one, I know a lot of people kind of take him for granted because he's been in the rotation a little bit, he's played a little bit, but we don't talk about him that, that much, and that's Savell. Um, where do you think he's at so far? What kind of strides do you feel like he's made so far this spring? Yeah, you know, he's, he's a really um, intelligent football player, like just as far as – you know, understanding drops, and he played some of those skill positions um, in high school. So he does a good job with, 
you know, just understanding schemes, where he fits, where guys fit behind him. Um, he's been good in the run game stuff. And then the biggest thing with him, what we're trying to work on is just his pass rush ability. Like we really feel like, hey man, if he can become a better pass rusher for us and really work on, on just simple things like, you know, working on his get off and being able to, to get offensive tackles moving a little bit more, we think that uh, that you know that those little things can help him become a more productive guy. So, so for sure, yeah. I mean, he's another guy that's right in the mix too as well right now. That that's you know between him and like you mentioned before, Durfee and Sakai and and, and then ZTF and and uh, and um, Braylon that are playing out there too as well. Like we're we're by committee right now. You know what I mean? And I think that's what you do in spring too as well. Like try to teach these guys as many different of the positions that you can on the edges uh, just so that when you do get into do get into fall like you feel like you have some some crossover training where guys can you know fill spots and things like that on the other side of the football too as well yeah i lied a little bit i got one more surf <laughs> with turfy i know you haven't seen him that much you know, like in terms of the live scrimmaging things like that but what have you seen you know especially when the fans on the outside they look at this guy and he comes from sioux falls can he make the step up to the pac-12 um what gives you optimism and confidence that you feel like? Because I know he's got years. I mean, he's, yeah. he could be here for, what, three, four years, I think. What, what, what gives you confidence that you feel like he can make that step up? Well, I like his mindset. Like, he's, you know, he's real eager to learn. And, um, you know, the, the good part is he hasn't played a ton of football either. So I think there's a – he hasn't got close to reaching his ceiling yet, you know, as far as that goes. And, and, uh, and especially at this position. Like, he's playing a position that's – Similar to what he played, um, but not exactly the same either. You know what I mean? Standing up a little more and things like that. The um, thing that makes me excited is genetically, like, he tested out of the roof, um, you know, uh, off the charts, I should say, um, you know, this uh, this winter season. He was our most explosive guy in the weight room. And, and uh, when you talk about, like, vertical jump, broad jump, um, 40 times, like, all those different things that we tested, he was either one or two, you know what I mean, in all those different categories. So. Genetically, you know, you got something there. Like he fits athletically into what we're trying to do. Now he has some work to do. Like I said before, just as far as understanding our scheme and 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 becoming a, a more polished pass rusher and and just being more physical. I think at times in the run game, but for sure, like he's going to see the field just because of how gifted, athletic he is. First of all, I wanted to ask about having your little brother here. Yeah, what's that like? It's awesome. It's pretty cool. I, I got to play with him one year in high school. It was my senior, his sophomore, and. Uh, I mean, I remember he, he was playing both ways. I was playing both ways. So it was cool, like, having that brotherhood and being able to play in high school and then obviously now going to college. I didn't think it would happen again, and now again that opportunity is pretty special. He was down at Oregon State last year, right? Yeah, correct. I remember your dad at the Oregon game kind of going a little bit crazy trying to make both the Oregon and the <laughs> no, Oregon exactly. State game. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, so they were at the Oregon game because Oregon State played after. He then left. Both my parents left fourth quarter, started the fourth <laughs> quarter, to go to the Oregon State game. They were listening to on the radio, everything, and – yeah, so they, they missed a great finish. Do you remember that I did it all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, they, their parents, they got to support all kids and all that stuff. So them going to his game, it meant a lot for him. So they're still able to catch – I mean, they went to, I think, almost every single away game of ours. So it's pretty special. You know, like, give me an idea of what it's like. I mean, I'm sure you beat up on your little brother quite a bit when you were growing up. Did you remind him? Who's, a little bit. Do you remind him? Who's yeah, no, I year? mean, we haven't had – many opportunities yet to go one-on-one and kind of go head-to-head but it'll come it'll come soon and he'll, he'll remember you know that linebacker room's got to be real competitive and then mm-hmm. in addition you brought in you know uh the J- uh, jalen goforth you know, yeah. talk a little bit about what he's bringing to the to the room. yeah i mean raylan's a hard hitter yeah yeah raylan's he's a it's it's crazy too how fast he's learned this playbook because coming in, i mean i'll be honest like i i 
our playbook's pretty difficult. There's a lot of moving parts and a lot of adjustments and stuff. And he's come in, he's kind of learned it pretty fast. And I mean, I'm out there majority of the time with him. So me thinking, I'm like, oh, I got to make all the calls. He's over there making over three quarters of them. I'm like, okay, like knowing that I have that person next to me who has the confidence to be out there and run everything. And I mean, he's flying around, he's doing good, so. You're, you're out there quite a bit with Raylan. Did you develop a chemistry? And you, I mean, with you know uh, yeah. some of the other guys, who's your best chemistry with right now? Ooh, that's a hard question. I mean, I feel like with anybody, like I, I feel like I can go out there with Eddie, Zoe, Raylan, Drew, like really anybody um, at this point, just because we're such a tight knit group. And in our meetings, we have all scenarios where one of our mics will come up. He'll switch us over to Will, and because the biggest thing is we gotta know both positions because we gotta be dual players. If one guy goes down, we gotta have the next best best man up, and that doesn't mean just the next mic or just the next Will. It could be either. So, I mean, I'm it's pretty close with anyone. I feel confident playing with anybody too. Also, looking at Eddie out here. Yeah. He just looks different right now. Oh, yeah. No, he's big. He's a freak. Yeah, yeah. He'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Can you tell me a little bit more about uh, the enhanced responsibility you're going to have this year? Where obviously last year you had Cam Bright and Chris Mole, both transfers yeah. coming in. Now there's there's going to be a little bit more on your shoulders. How have you handled that uh, that extra responsibility? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've taken it as it came, and just I'm, I'm doing the same thing I did last year and the year before. I mean, I was given that role uh, technically my true freshman year because of after COVID, uh, and I took it and I ran within. And the biggest thing is they just instill confidence in me to go out there, even though I was young. And... Once again, I took it and ran with it and performed well. And then kind of going into the last year as well, my role changed a little bit. But still, I was out there. I got a good amount of snaps. I had a way bigger role on special teams, which I took and I embraced and I ran with it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. If my reps go up, they go up. And I'm just going to continue to improve and continue to do what I can. You made a lot of special team plays last year. You brought yeah. it up. What, what was your favorite one? Because you got a couple guys. Yeah, uh, I would say the Michigan State hit for sure. I mean, I – I thought it was a pretty good hit. I didn't fully like realize it. Uh, it felt good. Um, I got. Off, I saw he was okay first off, and then uh, so I knew it was good. I mean, I, when you make a big hit, it's like you gotta celebrate. But especially if you hurt someone, it's like you know anyone could be in that position. So it's never fun that way. But knowing that he got up and he was fine, I'm, I was able to celebrate a little bit more after that. And uh, kind of then after the game, I saw I was getting posted everywhere, and I. I thought it was a big hit, but I didn't think it was that big. So seeing that was pretty cool. You go back to Michigan State this year. Is this the guy you hit still on the roster? I haven't checked yet. I haven't <laughs> checked, but we'll see. We'll see. And he'll know. He'll know. <laughs> but uh, that game I'm definitely looking forward to because, I mean, they're they're going to want to come back at us because uh, they, were, they were ranked high. They were, I think, 11 uh, when they came, and we kind of we played well against them and kind of ran them a little bit. So they're going to look for some some revenge when we go over there. So it'll be fun. Carson, where are you at in the competition? I know there's a, like a big four. You know, I mean, there's more guys than that for sure. Yeah. But when the coaches talk, they talk about a big four, and of course, you're one of yeah. those. It must be super competitive. I mean, how do you view it? Yeah, no, it is. And I mean, I would even say big five, adding Drew Fowler. He's oh, yeah. came along. I mean, I'm surprised he's still walk on, like, just to put that out there. Uh, but I mean, he's been developing. Him and I have been talking. I mean, we're both mics. We're the same position. So we're, we're competing, but also we're pretty good and we're, uh, we're pretty best friends, like pretty close. Yeah. So just having him come in, he's taking a way bigger role even from last year and just seeing his improvement is pretty good. So knowing even us five, even the other people in the room, like everyone, Devin Bryant's coming along, Demario's coming along. So like, I feel like it could be close to last year on how many linebackers were rotating and it's going to help us stay fresh and stay injury free and kind of be able to attack this season. Now you've been a starter in a Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week, which is mm -hmm. the highest level of linebacker. Yeah. And this, what, what do you need with this new staff? Uh, you know, you play a lot, yeah. but uh, you haven't been a starter like you were two years mm -hmm. ago. Is there something you need to show them or, or to move up? I mean, you're eventually yeah. going to be a starter again for sure. Yeah. But yeah. 
What do you think is the thing that you, you need to work on? I feel like the biggest thing is just continuing to improve in just my overall game. And I mean, they're going to play the best players and they're going to put in who they want to put in. At the end of the day, all I can do is come out here and play football and do my best and give my 100% effort every single play. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like that's, that's all I can do and they make the decisions from there. But I mean, just being a part of this team, being able to actually contribute on Saturdays, going out there, making tackles, uh, PBU, sat, like all of that, and yeah. being on special teams, it's, it's pretty important, especially having last year being 11-2, we won the Alamo Bowl, and then coming in now to this year, I mean, we got big goals this year, so yeah. I'm looking forward to being part of it. Well, you're obviously one of the hardest hitting guys on this team, but I just wonder, do they ask you about speed? Yeah. I mean, you know, is oh, that... Oh, you can, you can ask Inge about speed. You'll, yeah? you'll see, yeah. I mean, we, we got our GPSs, and yeah, it, so it gets up you there. you need a little more or something? Oh, no, 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 I'm, oh. yeah. I'm doing I'm doing good for now. Okay. But yeah, yeah. If you want the numbers, you can ask them. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. What's the biggest thing you know that you know this camp compared mm -hmm. to where you guys were a year ago? What's the biggest? Yeah. Difference? I feel like a year ago we we're still putting our toes in the water. Like new coaching staff, we're trying to figure out what they're all about, their schemes and everything. We're learning it. So last spring was really slow because all their key terms and everything like we're still trying to learn it and gather it and all that stuff so it was a lot more mistakes during last spring compared to this spring because this it, this is year two so it's just continuous improvement and development and all that stuff so i mean just coming out here i feel like everything flows better we now have those trust in that coaches the coaches know us as players more personally and as players so like we can go out there. They know when to put us in which situation. So I think everything's just moving way more smoothly. And what are you seeing on the offensive side of the ball? What are you seeing the biggest improvement over there is? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like this, their confidence. Because coming in, like, they, they know what they can do. They're one of the top, if not the top offense in the country last year. Um, and they, they helped us win a lot of games with Mike. And all of our receivers, I mean, all of our receivers coming back, uh, it's pretty huge for us. So, I mean, I feel like with that, just continuing to, like, rep it everything out and just building that chemistry even more than what they already had. You ever notice Michael just looking at you and kind of going, okay, what's he doing? Yeah. I mean, he he's crazy. I mean, you'll, you'll think he's going one way, and next thing you know, he's throwing it completely opposite, and his throws on the run are pretty remarkable. Have you picked him yet? I don't think so. I, I No, I've not picked him. Is, is that at least, I, I know for a fact I haven't this year. I don't know about last year. I don't, I'm not too sure. Is that a pretty exclusive club out there? Who's got Mike? I would say so. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So, yeah. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Got Ace and Turner? Hey, it's good to see you. <laughs> the second try always works. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, first off, how, how are you just feeling like mentally, physically, all that? I'm feeling good. So we had a uh, we had like couple practices, three or four practices before spring break. Went on spring break for two weeks, rest up the bodies, came back all fresh. So I'm feeling good. Yeah, we ready to go. 
I know for guys who have been through spring ball a few times, for the right. older guys, it's a bit of a grind. Right. Uh, how's it coming now? Well, actually, so this is my second spring ball because my freshman, sophomore year, either COVID or injured. So, and I had one last year, then this is my second one. So, it's kind of still, I'm still getting used to a spring ball. Um, it's my second and my last one. So, it's been cool. Though. I like having the every other day, get your body back, and then you come out here on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and go all out. A couple new additions and a couple departures from the DB group. Right. How are y'all adjusting and building chemistry? I think we're doing good. Uh, we fill in spots where, where it need be. Um, and also, we're getting a lot of depth. Because last year we didn't have much depth. You see us moving piece around when people go down and stuff like that at the beginning of the season. But we got a lot of depth, and we're just trying to build it up. And not only just have depth, but make it to where when someone goes down, we can um, fill it up with someone just as good right there. feels like y'all are kind of playing at a different speed, a little faster. Right. Can you say anything about that? I think a little faster, and also we like call it creating havoc. So we're trying to play on the other side of the um, line of scrimmage, trying to um, make some negative plays, make some TFLs, make some PBUs and stuff like that get them in um, instances that they don't want to be in, third and long, stuff like that. So we really put in the pressure on them instead of them putting it on us this year. I saw you back there behind Coach Morrell during the, the red zone stuff. Does he rely on you to, to kind of be a, like another coach out there and, and bring, so. bring guys along? I think so. Um, and I also just put that on myself too because I've been here for years now. It's only my second year in the scheme or whatever, but I feel like I got it down like the back of my hand. So I feel like anything I could do, whether I'm in or out, like if I'm out, I'm going to help them out. If I'm in, I'm going to help the whole defense out. Um, so I just really communicate and then drive the defense. Yep. What's this spring about specifically for you? And what, what are you trying to get done these, these three, four weeks here? I think for me, just playing fast. I feel like sometimes I'll be second-guessing myself or something like that. Um, but when I play fast, I've seen a couple times um, in games, I'll be making some crazy plays and stuff like that. So just be able to go and just play on the fly and just make plays. What's kind of your, your confidence level in this, this new secondary? you got some new faces. you got some young guys who are healthy. And Do you, do you think you guys can kind of take that next step from, from last year? Oh, most definitely. I feel good. Um, like I said, we're putting pressure on the offenses that we're going to play against, um, kind of forcing their hand instead of us just sitting back letting it happen to us. So um, I feel real confident in myself and the scheme and the players around me. Tristan Dunn. Really uh, positive things to say about you. You must feel pretty good about your progress so far in this program. Yeah, yeah, I've been making uh, progress, especially with the playbook and everything. So, yeah, we're just attacking each day, uh, day by day, and just trying to get better. But you got on the field, like, in the Arizona State game, right, almost after kickoff. So, I mean, they didn't waste any time putting you out there, whereas a lot of freshmen have to wait a year or two to get out on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, I think it's just uh, I was just competing all fall camp trying to get a spot, and, you know, I got lucky with that game, and they gave me an opportunity, so I just tried to capitalize on it. Now, what are you first and foremost? I know you've got a couple of positions you're playing, but what do you consider yourself, a safety or a Husky hybrid? Or? Uh, I'm just an athlete, man. I could play all around on the defensive field, in, in my opinion. So wherever the coach needs me, I can play there. So. Are they playing you in one spot more than the others? Um, I mean, we're just testing right now. So. Yeah. No preference to? No, no. I like playing just defense. I like playing ball, man. Wherever I can help the, the team get a win, you know, that's, that's where I'll play. So. So how much difference is it for you to play, say, Husky hybrid versus safety? I heard it from Dom Hampton. He told me. Uh, what do you What do you see? I, I say like Husky is just you know uh, a lot more covering, of course, and, and uh, ball skills. I'd say safety is more just coming downhill and and uh, reading the line and making your run fit. So that's kind of just the biggest difference for me. And uh, you initially like uh, committed to Arizona State. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, was Washington in the picture at all oh, during yeah. that time? Yeah, uh, you know, I had some personal issues that I had to deal with, and uh, that was just a meantime thing and uh, with the Arizona State. So, yeah, no, Washington was in the picture the whole time. I was talking with the old and new staff the whole uh, the whole time I, I was being recruited. So. so it just looked better when the new staff came in? Um, it was nothing with the old staff. It was more just uh, 
personal problems that were going on in my life that uh, things kind of freed up and then my opportunity here just you know opened up so were you always, I mean, with your frame, have you always been a safety a DB, or did you play other positions uh, growing up? Yeah, I played, uh, I played running back and uh, receiver all growing up, really. And then I switched to defense in high school. Like, my freshman year, I switched to uh, uh, corner because I played receiver in high school. And, yeah, I just stuck with it and ended up being kind of natural with it, and it was fun. So, Were you always a taller kid, or did you hit a growth spurt at a certain point? Or? Uh, I mean, I was a little bit above average, but I said, like, uh, eighth and ninth grad, I went from like six foot to six three. So okay. yeah, and kind of just stopped right about there. And when you made the switch to DB, did you feel right away like okay, this this feels right, or how did that kind of? Yeah, that felt it felt super natural, man. Um, I mean, I just I was a ball player growing up, so I mean, I played all around. So just switching there, it, it was nothing different, or, you know. So yeah. Did you play other sports growing up? Yeah, I played a. Uh, uh, I played AAU basketball and I played uh, select baseball. So I played that until I was 14. What was it about, about football? Um, I mean, I just always had like, uh, it was just my first thing. I always turned it on TV. Um, and it was just it just came, came super natural. I mean, I'd have a bad day at uh, school or a bad day at home. You know, I could just go on the field and kind of release my anger without having to do it through, like, other actions off the field or, you know, with my words or anything. So it was just a nice place to stress, uh, to get my stress out. And, you know, it was, just, it was always the funnest to me. I did like baseball, too, though. Got Mish Powell here. Mish, uh, they've got you playing quite a different, few different positions out there. It seems like you're playing some Husky, some safety. What do you have your most comfort with? Love you, boy. You too. Um, I would say I'm comfortable with both. You know, playing Husky, it's more kind of like corner just because you're covering a lot more, but then also that combination of safety, blitzing mm-hmm. all the time, being in the run fit. I would say I'm comfortable with both, but I love Husky a lot. You, you, you started off as a uh, outside corner um, and played there for a few years. Do you think this move was more of a natural move and fits your skill set maybe a little bit better than playing outside? Uh, 100%. I think just overall being able to tackle, showing my tackling skills, being able to blitz, me being just a smart player, being able to recognize routes and being the one who can make the call and change the change the um, coverages because I know something's coming. Mm-hmm. I think just overall that for sure is my game. It's for sure. Did the coaches approach you about the move or did you approach them? Um, we. I mean, I've always just played a bunch of positions before. Yeah. So I kind of came to them, and I saw, you know, how Dom played Husky a lot, and Dom was talking about moving to safety. So it was almost, okay, if he moves to safety, then I'll slide inside, and I'll play Husky okay. as well. Do you guys, I mean, you guys are the old men in the in the secondary. Now, is it weird to think you and Asa and, and Dom are kind of those, those old guys that all the younger guys are looking at? I wouldn't say it's weird. I mean, we just... We've had a bunch of guys before that we looked up to and that mm-hmm. helped us out. So all we're trying to do is just pass on that tradition and carry it on. Um, as far as, uh, you know, you, when you were uh, recruited out of high school, you had opportunities to go to some other schools, some Ivy League schools, things like that. Why, why was Washington the eventual choice for you? Well, it was just the best of both worlds, you know, coming to a school that, you know, I'm a foster. I'm in foster right now, mm-hmm. concentration on finance. Just going to that as well as playing at top-level football with top-level coaches. It was just the best of both worlds, and I felt mm-hmm. like this would be the best spot for me. Can you? Uh, one thing I, I want to know a little bit more about is the podcast you started this offseason. Yeah, the standard. <laughs> yeah, can you can you just like give give fans a little bit of just a, an overview on what you guys are doing, what the goal is? With that? So the standard is our podcast is me, Milton Hopkins, Jalen Polk, and Devin Cole, and our podcast we just talk about just 
giving advice, you know, to younger kids and just talking about the experience of it is and being a college football player. You know, when I was in high school, this would have been nice to have a podcast, someone that I can listen to and someone that I can get advice from who's already in the position that I want to be. Less is all about just giving back. Can you tell me a little bit more about how that came together? Was it like your idea? Was it somebody else's? No, so it was all Milton Hopkins' idea. So he, him and JP are in the same locker area, so they had talked about it a lot. And they brought Dev on board, and then I was like the last piece that they wanted to have me on, and I was more than happy to do that. So what do, what do you uh, you think you bring to the table when it comes to that, that whole podcast? I would say just my, my character. You know, I'm a very upgoing, outgoing, funny, laugh type of guy. I'm very upbeat, and just I know when to like get serious as well and really give advice. You know, I can know can like can change code. So tell me about uh, how you guys are feel like you're picking up the defense. You, you have you're now you're in the system. Right. Um, it seems like you guys are playing a little bit faster, a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. I would say we're picking up a lot better. I think you know being in the same room as Asa and people like Cam Fab and people like Dom, we're all on the same line, all on the same string. So when we go on the field, we're all together. So it's very easy to pick up things and very easy just to we hold each other to a standard. So when it comes to studying, it comes to working out. We hold each other to accountable and make sure that we're on point. So then it goes on the field. Old old staff used a lot of zone. You guys use a lot of man in this defense. Right. Oh, yeah. And do you have one that you prefer or anything like that? I prefer I pref- preferably like man to man. Okay. I think it's a lot different playing man to man in the slot than it is playing man to man on the outside. You know, mm-hmm. I'm grateful that I have someone like Rome on the outside, and then I can go in and slide in, and someone like Jalen McMillan and someone like Josh to go against. So it's, I like man the best. And you know, what would you feel like? Do you feel like you guys are playing faster now? I do, 100%. Okay. I, not even just for myself, but just for this, the whole defense as well. We're just a lot more comfortable now, and we're a lot more confident. Early on, you got a nice little pop there from Jeremy Bernard. Yeah. Uh, is that sort of a welcome to college football? <laughs> nah, that's far from a welcome to college football. Honestly, uh, he just made a good play on the ball. I got rolled up on my leg pretty bad, but it's straight. It was a good little play. You, you came you came out. You're not limping or anything like that, but that was a pretty good pop. Um, how much uh, more do you enjoy these practices now that you're actually able to take guys to the ground um I, I i love practicing physical man um i just love like how much we compete like i love competing at a very high level uh, we got a lot of dudes who could go so like being able to compete every day with them is just, it's a blessing for real give us a little bit of a scouting report on thaddeus dixon for those sitting up in the stands what are we going to see from you this year describe your play yeah you're going to see a real physical corner uh somebody who's going to come in lock down uh, i take pride in, in getting my hands on the ball so you're going to see me making a lot of plays on the ball especially downfield and shoot, you're you going to see a dude who bringing a lot of energy. You feel me? Bringing a lot of energy. I'm going to be somebody the fans can trust. Do you like being outside on the island? Do you like coming inside playing nickel? Do you like moving around? You know, what's your preference? Uh, my preference, honestly, is on the island. Uh, I feel I work better, like, when it's just me and the receiver out there, one-on-one, me versus him. So uh, I definitely like working on the island more, for sure. With Muhammad coming in on the other side, you guys coming in as new guys, it almost looks like you guys have got those positions locked down already yeah i mean shoot me and jb we competing you feel me uh we competing real hard you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a grind but yeah that's that's what it's looking like tell me what it's like being here you know is it what you expected you know rec- when you're being recruited it's one thing yeah. is it what you expected this is everything i could ask for honestly since coming to washington i mean it's just been a blessing especially me coming from a juco i mean shoot the stuff we have here man it's, it's just a blessing man honestly it's, it's crazy tell us the difference between juco equipment training table <laughs> it's just tell us all of uh, support tell us the difference it's, it's it's a major difference uh i would honestly say like it's just a difference in everything i mean we got better facilities better training better coaching and then like I've, i would say like the attention to detail like as far as just coming to practice like the little things like closing a locker keeping a locker clean and just like you feel me 
the the urgency. It's it's a lot more urgent up here, and I, I love it. In, in making the transition, did you feel immediately comfortable here, or how's it been just kind of trying to sell into a new a new spot? So like my first month, I mean, it was kind of rough, you know, uh, coming from like LA, like a bigger city, coming down. It's kind of like slowed down like the pace, but I feel like I got adjusted pretty smooth, and right now I'm I'm rocking. So I feel good right now. I'm real comfortable. When you were in the process in the, in the portal and everything, or just looking for for a uh, FBS spot. Was, was this always the clear-cut winner, or did you have other places you considered going Nah, I, I knew I was going to Washington. Uh, before I played my second year at JUCO, I told my whole family, like, I want to go to Washington. I'm going to be the next one to come out of Washington. So uh, I knew I was going to Washington from day one. What, why was that? Why did you? Why were you so certain? Uh, I just seen a lot of kids from my city go to Washington and end up playing in the league. So, like, you feel me? Washington always been, like, DBU for me, especially from the Pac-12. I just see a lot of DBs coming out of Washington. So, like, ever since I was a kid, I am my favorite color purple. So, like, I always <laughs> wanted to go to Washington. <laughs> who were the guys from L.A. or, or whatever that you uh, I used to inside. watch, like, Sidney Jones, uh, Keith Taylor. Yeah. Uh, shoot, a lot of dudes. I used to watch, like, Buda Baker down from uh, AZ and Junk. So, like, you feel me? I, I watched a lot of dudes, like, especially growing up. Tell us your first experience going up against some of these wide receivers who really opened up your eyes maybe the first day where you knew you needed to step it up. Uh, honestly, it wasn't none of the dudes I was here. It was actually Jeremy Bernard. Uh, you feel me, Jeremy? He's been the one giving me consistent work. I feel like me and him, we compete like back and forth pretty good. Yeah. What did the coaches kind of tell you about the opportunity here this year to, to earn a role and, and maybe play right away? Yeah. I mean, they just keep telling me you got to compete. I mean, they're not going to give it to me, but we all know what this team needs. You feel me? We all know it's a it's a hole in our defense. So, shoot. I feel like, you feel me, me coming in, me and Jabbar coming in, it's, it's upped our group a lot. So, like, everybody working, even the dudes out here last year. So, we all just working. We getting to it. So, it's going to be a grind. What did you get out of the, the JUCO experience, both both on the field, off the field? Uh, I got a different type of love for the game, I would say. Like, I just appreciate the little things that the game have to offer, like relationships and, like, everybody can't play this game at a D1 level. So, like, coming from a JUCO to here, where people fighting their life just to get where I'm at, you feel me? It's just it's a blessing, honestly. Were you recruited pretty heavily out of high school, or was that something where you needed to go and um, continue to prove yourself? I was recruited out of high school, but I didn't end up making grades out of high school. And then, like, the whole COVID, uh, the whole COVID thing, I hit my senior year, so I kind of got overlooked a little bit. So, you feel me? I feel like that's why I play with that chip on my shoulder now. Just feel like I, was, I got overlooked out of high school, especially coming from, like, a smaller school. So, yeah. In terms of, I know you said that after your first year, you're like, okay, I'm going to Washington. How did they first get on your radar? Did Juice reach out, or how did that kind of start? So I was getting recruited by Fresno State. Okay. So Juice was recruiting me at Fresno State and the coaching staff. And then when they made the move to Washington, uh, I was playing my what my first year at JUCO. So after after that year, I mean, I pretty much knew. So I'm going to Washington. Yeah, that's a fact. returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown, new season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus.